Okay, so it's December the 2nd, finally delivering on this episode with Ed in it, and uh, hope you guys really enjoy it. We got to talking about the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. fight. We got to talking a little bit about the card. We got into a discussion of the uh, top 10 fighters in the world. Touched up on Clarissa Shields, and uh, you know she just got into uh, mixed martial arts fighting. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this conversation that Ed and I had. It went about an hour 19. It's a long one. This is probably the longest episode in a while that we, we've had here on the Sports Buddy Podcast. And uh, yeah, take a listen. Uh, let's see here. We get my headphones going. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear oh, you. All right, bro. We're doing it. I know, bro. We're in the we're in the future now. The uh, the podcasting world is uh, all about this out. now. Watch out. Yeah, I figured this was a good way because I can record the files and I can upload them to the uh, the Sports Buddy page on Anchor. And sent them out. I just did. Uh, it was my first time doing this, by the way. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool because usually I just. Bro, good to see you, man. Great to see you. <laughs> what do you got over there? IPA? Yeah. I even got a, uh, uh, a silver bullet in the fridge to back up. Hell yeah. You always got to have a silver bullet just in case the fucking werewolf comes after you or something. I don't know, shit. bro. Cops will be ready. over. Werewolves. <laughs> be ready, man. <laughs> just kidding. We are not promoting drinking and driving. <laughs> no, bro. Did you catch the uh, the Tyson Jones uh, exhibition? Uh, hell yeah, bro. <laughs> How could you miss that? What did you think? I thought it was really entertaining. Yeah. Well, what do you mean the whole the whole show or just the fight or what? All the fights were entertaining, except for I mean, one particular one involving a YouTube star and a basketball player. I like the Wiz Khalifa performance and the Steve Dog performance. So that was about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the commentary on the Badu Jack fight was pretty garbage. Um, yeah, you didn't think are... he looked good? You didn't think Body No, he, he, looked he looked good. I'm, I'm saying the, the commentary. Mm. It was terrible. Like, they were making it sound like it was Rocky 1, and this guy was just getting fucked battered. And I was like, hey, he's getting schooled, but he's not, like, getting beat down, you know. He was, he was a tough dude. He yeah, was a he, tough dude, for sure. He definitely took some shots in there, but it wasn't like, you know, they made it sound like Body Jack was just landing 100 power strikes you know, big bombs in his face every round. It's like, uh... Yeah, well, he, he did look like he was doing the type of damage, you know, that you're, that you're describing, but he was touching him. Like, he was in control, for sure. But Yeah, yeah. No, like, he wasn't doing the type of damage. And, it, and I don't know if it was because, like, you know, just that forced generation that he had, or if the other dude is just tough as hell. Because that dude looked tough as hell. You know, he looked like, tough as hell, fuck. and uh, he kind of. He wasn't gonna quit. He wasn't gonna yeah. quit at all. 
It, it didn't matter if uh, Body Jack was going to land big bombs or not. He was definitely getting hit, but it wasn't Yo, like. Well, that dude was a military guy, too, that military oh, yeah. cat, right? Shout out to that. What was his name? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. Okay, we got to find this guy. I know, bro. But, dude, one of these days, we're going to get enough money for a young Jamie or something. <laughs> How long have we been talking about that? Like a cool dude. year? No, dude, that guy was dope. And then uh, what did they say? Uh, something about, like, were you worried in there? And then he just said, like, ah, ma'am, I'm a combat vet or something. Yeah. Like, like oh, no, I wasn't tripping, dude. But... It's like, that's yeah, worse than like... but I'm good, man. Just a boxer. Uh, let's see, the record. Okay. Um, Blake McKernan. Big shout to Blake McKernan, combat veteran. Where, where is this cat out of? What's his story? He, he's, he's from Sacramento, they said. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. But yeah, that first fight, they made it sound. Uh, they, I don't even. I think they were only watching when that dude, uh, what's his name, uh, Nakazawa. Is that what his last name was? Uh, I, all I know is I remember who Jermaine Ortiz is now. Or at least I know he exists. I know who he is because of that. You know that this card, and he, that kid's good. And that other guy, that other kid's good too. Real good fighter. Um, it was a lot of good fights, except for Dude, that good one. fights, right? Like, those yeah. two first fights were great fights. They were was, really good fights, man. It was the body uh, – not the body. It was the uh, – well, someone shouldn't have told uh, Nate Robinson uh, – someone should have told him, hey, man, uh, I don't think you should do this. Yeah, yeah man. But, but he just ran right in there. No defense or nothing. Like this. Yeah, I, I, I saw some training video. Win, I saw some training video, and I'm like, uh, is no one telling him, yeah, man, this, uh, this isn't a good idea. I know you're guaranteed $600. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. What'd you think about that, dude? Um, I was hoping the fight would have gotten stopped after the first drop. Cause that happened about almost 30 seconds into the fight. And you know, you go to Roy Engelbrecht, you go to the Golden Boy Show, you go to maybe top rank, don't matter who it is. If it's your debut and you get dropped in the first 30 seconds, they, the ref usually goes up to you and says, sorry, man, it's been a bad day at the office. I'm calling this. Yeah. You know, um, and, and the second time I was hoping they'd stop the fight. They let him get back up. And then that third one. But, but how hurt did he look, though, to you? I didn't think he was too hurt. In the first he was um well he got clipped uh by the ear so i knew his equilibrium but uh, you know you watched how his approach was you're like this can't get any better yeah and it was a little it was a little behind the head did you not think so or what yeah no but he touched the ear so it was it was a legal shot but you know for that to happen that quick there, though you know it was back there like he it was close yeah i mean but still for that to happen that early and you know, just that quick and everything it's kind of yeah. like some you know, you know where that also happens, Roman, those kinds of fucking hits? You know, bar fights. Um, <laughs> hey, people, bro. Just, people just fucking swinging, like. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but, like, when someone, if you're a referee and you see that happen, you got to go, like, uh, especially from Nate's approach, just steaming forward, you got to look at that. He, when he got up, he was under his feet well enough where I, I, I thought that they were going to be on the side of caution. And I saw the ref watching him to the corner, I think. 
he was kind of like checking him out. So I was like, ah, he, if he's going to go out, and then he went to the corner really, um, it was really close to the end of the round, right? Yeah, I mean, look, when it got he to this, that recovery time, it was like, well, let's see how he comes out. <laughs> we knew how he come out. <laughs> yeah, but that second one, he just let him go again, and you're just, you should be able to look at that and say, you know what, I, don't, I just don't see this getting any better. I don't see how you could improve your situation. Let me yeah. take you out of this real quick. Hey, maybe he's a fighter, man. He wanted to go out on his shield. He is. <laughs> he is, dude. <laughs> he is a fighter. Fuck, dude. He went out on his shield. That's how I was like. And I, I was give him respect. He went out there and he did the fucking thing. It didn't work out for him, but he still did it, you know? <laughs> I give him that much, but that's that's where it ends. I, I, I just look at the whole situation. I was like, man, like we just what are we doing now? We're, we're just pushing guys who are pro athletes in other sports and just, Hey man, doesn't matter. You're quick. You're just athletic. Yeah. A couple of weeks with a guy hitting some pads. I think you do this, bro. I mean, I, I guess it, it sounds like it kind of like undermines the sport a little bit, you know, a little it's bit. like, but, but also too, it's just boxing has different levels, you know, like yeah. there's amateur, you know, and then there's like the professional ranks. And even in those, there's a whole fucking level of like very beginning novice fighters, more advanced world elites. Then you have like, you know, very early pro fights, which can be very hacky and disgusting. You know, a lot, a lot of shit goes on along the way. So it's just like, uh, there's different levels of boxing, but these guys happen to be wanting to do a low level of boxing and they're famous so they can make money off of it. So it's like, I mean, it, 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 it's still boxing. It's not like shit that's super technical and we're not going to be like talking about, you know, this fucking Paul character 20 years from now, but I can't fucking hate on him. Do whatever the fuck you want. At some point, he's going to have to see a real boxer and then everybody's going to know that yeah. this shit is just fucking, you know, because when you, when he steps in there with a real killer, it's going to be obvious that he never had it. Like it was just a whole, you know, like a whole thing. It's a whole you know? show. Yeah. yeah, it's a fucking show, dude, because he's going to have to fight a pro boxer at some point. He can't just keep on fighting, like, you know, this bas basketball players and then go to tennis players. Like, that's not going to work. Yeah. At some point, people are going to say, let's see you fight a fighter. When that happens, like, yo, this dude is going to just get cracked. Because yeah, he's not good. He's yeah. not good at all. <laughs> well, he, he, he can fight. Look, I, I give him this credit. He's physical. He's very physical. He, he can fight. He has a little bit of experience now, but if we want to see a real fight from him, you got to find someone that's got like six or less fights. And if he's about it, he's about it. But, you know, I give him his props because he, he can clearly fight. Dude, if, if Jake but Paul it, fought a dude who was 6-0 and oh in boxing, they would knock him the fuck out in less than probably a minute. But let's see it. <laughs> I, I would think. Because even to get to that point in boxing, to get to six and zero position, you got to be fucking good. Am I right? You got to be fucking good with your hands. Like you got to be no fucking slouch. Like yeah. you would fuck up ninety five percent of humans alive. Like you got to be on that level, and then you start working out the elite of the elite. You know, yeah, and maybe, then you start maybe, strapping belts on those dudes. Maybe a three or four and zero guy. A three, four and zero guy. That that says a lot, though, right? It says a lot. Yeah. 
And it, it gives legitimacy to, you know, his claims about, you know, because he's willing to fight real guys yeah. that are his level. It's like, if you really are about that life. I think if he fought somebody at that level, they would fucking sleep him. I would think if they had that the power, you know, yeah. still. But but you, I'll give it up. He's physical and he's gritty. And I don't think that he's going to go down with just any shot. I think you're going to have to fucking hit him. Yeah. But I, I'm curious. I don't think he's got that grit to, like, get knocked down, get up, and, like, I don't think he's got that. We you know? Nobody knows anything. We know That's nothing, true. You know? That's true. It's 2020, man. We can't. <laughs> there's, there's upsides and there's downsides to a Jake or a Logan Paul fighting. I'll give you the, I'll give you the upsides because we just talked about the downsides where – you know, it's a, it's a, it's a slap in the face to these uh, real fighters. But the upside is, guys like him fighting on cards like this. Do we ever really know a Jermaine Ortiz exists? Yeah. No, that dude, that dude was, no. that dude was real good too. Because I guarantee you, and this is where uh, bo- I think boxing promoters are killing their own industry. You know, look at the the model why the UFC does so well. You know who the top dog is. You know who the champs. You know the top five. You know the top ten. But they give you a little snippet of who's biting at the ankles, you know, biting at and coming on up. They give you a little look at it. They have a backstory. They know who they got in their stable. And it's a, they make it available to where you could go look at these folks. And they give them some exposure. It's all about what they do with the exposure, but they do that much. I mean, you go to we, – we've both been to Golden Boy shows and everything like that. Yeah, we know who some of their roster is because we're fans of the sport. But boxing doesn't grow itself because you don't know who who else is on the roster unless you're a real fan going to the fights all the time. Yeah. You know, they yeah, just – At that level, at that level, like we were saying, you know. Dude, those cats are from uh, CES Promotions. Uh, it's like a, a East Coast one over here, and, and I told you that I was uh, wrapping hands at this show, and that was a CES show in uh, in Rhode Island. We had to do the whole COVID test, dude. It was far out, bro. It was on the uh, gotta tell you about it because it was it was a lot of fun. It was on the uh, UFC Fight Pass, but it was one of those CES shows, and so they like called me like maybe like three or four days before this fight, and they're yeah. like, yeah, we got this kid from Alaska. He's an MMA guy, but he's going to fight a pro, pro boxing match. Can you come up there and COVID test and then be there to wrap hands? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I could do that shit. You know? <laughs> and so uh, I had to go up there and because and Rhode Island's like really crazy. Like you have to always test in there. We had to go in there and then they created like a little bubble and gave us like a hotel. It's fucking like far That's out, but cool. like it was a little fun, dude. It was a little fun. And then it happened to be freezing fucking cold like i don't know how it didn't snow it was like damn near in the 30s and it was raining like fucking crazy cold as hell but because of the the like need for like air to ventilate or whatever they couldn't do the fights inside they had to do them outside and they built a fucking tent so dude it was cold as shit like i had like a sweater on and i was fucking cold and this dude's like, like walking out there, like trying to warm up in the tent with his like fucking silk shorts and shit. I was like, oh, I have never seen such a cold, like fighting thing ever. Like yeah. when he got out there, he was like moving around and you could see the steam coming off of him and out of his breath. I was like, 
damn, dude, like it's gonna be tough in that uh, in that first round because, like, you know how you know it can feel hard in the first round when, yeah. when you're getting used to it. But then that that like temperature, I was like, dude, I had never seen any shit, and it was so wet too that it was raining. They had to like put on these giant rubber boots on his feet so that he could walk out and then had to cut him off. They're like the camera. So like, they're like cameras about the swing deal. And so they were like, he's going to sit down here and you need to cut these fucking boots off and then get him up and get him ready for the camera to like walk out. Dude. Ah. It was fucking dick. It was far out, dude, but it was fun. I have to be honest, it was fucking oh, that, that guy, he's from Alaska. He's probably used to shit like that. Oh, dude, this guy was like, yeah, dude, this is no problem. I was like, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> good for you, because this is terrible. Dude, I'm telling you, I was cold. And, like, yeah. I went out there and, like, uh, this dude, like I said, this guy was an MMA fighter, and he took this, like, uh, took this boxing match with a guy from CES, that same promotion company. Um, I, I forget where he, what country he was from, but he was like an Olympic qualifier, and he didn't get to go that year because their country didn't have enough money or something, but like this kid was legit. So like our kid that went in there, like to be, to be all frank, like he had no business in there. This dude touched him up so bad, but it was like so cold in there, dude. Like every punch sounded like, whew, it was it was interesting, man. It was like really kind of a cool experience. <laughs> yeah, dude, that sounds gnarly. Yeah, it was crazy. It was fun, oh yeah. So what did you think about uh Mike and Roy? Man, you know, okay. I think that uh they both had their moments that impressed me for a lot of different reasons. I think you know, the whole the whole thing like Mike Tyson's been out for fifteen years, Roy like two. But Roy had took some losses that were like nasty. Yeah. You know, and, and I had worried, like, liking Roy Jones Jr., you know, and being like, damn, dude, the type of losses that he was taking, I was worried that it would be the kinds of losses that would be detrimental to him, like in a long term sense. Oh, yeah. Because he had gotten knocked the fuck out a few times, and which was crazy because who the fuck would knock out Roy Jones? Like, he was just untouchable, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was like, damn, dude, like for a while I was thinking, and he kept on fighting for so long. It was like, oh, he's still fighting. Oh, he's still fighting. And I wasn't keeping up with his career, but I had seen those losses. You know, it was kind of in the back of my head, like worried that we'd see a Roy Jones Jr. That was like, like you see a lot of fighters when they took too many. Yeah. But he's not that at all. He looked, Roy Jones looked great. He looked like he got tired and he looked like he got hit to the body. And he looked like he was getting very cautious, but he moved good. And he looked like Roy Jones Jr. And for that, fucking hats off to that dude. And, and he sounded great. His thoughts were obviously like perfect. He hasn't like done, he hasn't taken too much damage for sure. Yeah. You know, and, and he, he was all class, dude. Like, oh man, Roy Jones is always the fucking man, right? Yeah. I, I love that line, line, dude. I love that line at the end of the fight. I don't accept draws. I wear draws. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's just like, that guy's always been fucking awesome. And like, yeah. so proud to see him in that position. And the fact, like, he didn't lose. I, I mean, no, he lost. But he didn't lose, like, knocked out. And I felt like there was definitely times where if Mike Tyson wanted to toss an uppercut hook, you know, like he used to, yeah. then he could have slept Roy Jones. Oh, yeah, he but was definitely pulling back. He was totally pulling back, for a fact. There was so many moments where it was like, 
I, I, I was kind of starting to figure out in the beginning, like, is it that Mike Tyson can't pull the trigger or that he doesn't want to pull the trigger? And, and it looked like maybe the little bit of the latter, like he could have probably knocked him out. Yeah. And for Mike Tyson, dude, I gotta, I gotta be honest, the thing I was most proud of him towards the end of the fight, I realized, was that he had made it the full distance with yeah. like the same consistency. Like, and I heard him say some shit about that in the press conference. And, and as I was watching, I was like, you know what, that's fucking cool. Because if you remember him fighting when he was younger, like he did so well in the beginning and his later rounds were always pretty questionable, you know? Yeah. In almost every single fight, he just really diminished as other people did well. And, and so it was kind of like, I wonder how he'll take if he can't do well. That, that thought process was a little bit in my mind because yeah. that was with him his whole career. And, he, and there was no fucking problem. He just fucking kept on doing his shit and he looked good the whole time, which, yo, that's fucking awesome. I was proud of him of that shit too, you know? No, for sure, for sure. I, um, what I took from that was uh, this guy came out and he prepped the right way. They, they delivered on what they said it was going to be. They didn't front it. They didn't say like, hey, we're both going to go in. and Because I, I, I know a couple of people, they were disappointed. Like one of them, was, somebody I know said, I didn't like it because it didn't look like either of them really wanted it. And I was like thinking, dude, these guys have both held world titles. Their, their career is done. They're in their 50s. They came out and said, we're going to entertain the crowd. We're going to put on a show. We're going to just display our, you know, we're going to put it, put it out there. We're going to show you what we can do right now. It's entertainment. It's charity. And they delivered on all aspects of that. They did everything they said they were going to do. And, you know, Mike not having competed in 15 years, Roy, I mean, I watched Roy's last fight and everybody was talking to me like, yeah, if they really start fighting, I really think Roy, you know, because I was watching some video from 1993 and I'm like, bro, I watched Roy in his fight three years ago and that was nothing like Roy of 1993, yeah. let alone 2003. But, well, that's you know, a question, man. What do you think if they met in their prime, primes? If, if the prime met the prime, what do you think? I pick Mike. I pick Mike. I also would pick Mike. That's a different, <laughs> that's a different human. Too. I would think you would too, you know. That's a different um, human. I loved at the end too, they were asking, uh, Mike was like, you know, because Jim Gray brought up the um, the question of, are you concerned for your health? Were you ever scared or anything? And Mike was like, how come everybody gets worried about his ass? And ain't nobody worried about my ass. I could have gotten hurt too. And then Jim Gray kind of looked at him like, uh did you are you the only person in this room that like doesn't know that you're mike tyson yeah <laughs> like Dude, his his interviews with jim gray are legendary right oh, totally. they're totally. legendary man what <laughs> like they're so legendary did you listen to the podcast where he uh, um jim gray was on mike tyson's podcast yeah it was fucking, it was spectacular, wasn't it? Like, it was, yeah. It was, like the part where Jim Gray starts schooling him like a fucking like little boy about not smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, this guy blazes all day. Yeah, clearly, clearly. <laughs> yeah, right? And Jim Gray's like, you got to cut that shit out. Like, yeah. uh, I think, I think that's, he's far past that at this point. Yeah, it's, it's, Jim, I, I think you better stay in your lane. <laughs> Just, but you know that's that, funny dude that's classic 
That's such great interviews. Uh, but Jim Gray had to say, as the post-fight analysis, that full pool is no punches, right? He fucking asks you the question square shit. This is the best, dude. Yeah. For, for everyone listening, obviously you're not going to see us, but I literally shook my head when it asked me that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, J- Jim Gray pulls me out punches, but he's also not, uh, uh, he doesn't take the cheap shots like uh, Larry Merchant. Jim Gray is a, uh, I feel like Jim Gray is a respectable savage. Where yeah, he, I did. You know, he calls it like it is. Where, where Larry Merchant was always, every time he threw something out there, it's like, oh, man. I didn't mind Larry Merchant either. They both had their place. I liked how the dudes at HBO were always trying to be, like, so poetic. You know, they were always, like, they, <laughs> they were just such a flip side, you know? It was, like, totally different coverage styles, you know? Yeah. But I appreciated both of them. I, I kind of missed the HBO crew you know what i mean yeah i i, I do I, i'd like to hear them commentate from time to time I, they were not always my favorite but i always thought like video wise like look wise i always liked it like uh, i just remember so many great fights on hbo like the manny pacquiao years you know what i mean we're all at the hbo ones early like floyd before he went to short showtime was those ones Deloya, like so much great fighting took place on on yeah, dude. They, even the '90s shit, dude. Too, there was so much good stuff. Top, you know, top they, of line. All big fights were HBO. Really, Showtime had fights of course. Man, um, Mike Tyson, bro. Yeah, but they also had other good fighters too. But I think, let's see, uh, Lennox Lewis was HBO also, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had a big. Uh, yeah, do you remember uh, uh, Holyfield? Uh, those were two uh, fights where they had to do uh, the the co-streaming. Everybody thinks, uh, you know, nowadays, everybody likes to pretend that um, the only time that was ever done was uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao, but uh, it's like, no, they, they were doing that for the Lennox Lewis fights. They were doing it for the Evander Holyfield fights. Yeah, you're right. That was that was actually really dope because they did that kind of 50-50 split that they tried to do with the Mayweather-Pacquiao. That yeah. shit was fun as hell, dude. That shit was fun as hell. Classic. Like, I, I thought that was cool. Like, um even though the Pacquiao Mayweather fight wasn't like what everybody thought it would be, it kind of was, I guess, what everybody thought it would be for yeah. that night, you know, at that point in their careers. Like, you knew what was going to happen if you knew what you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, even if, even if Manny got Floyd, you know, when they were both like really competitive, I think that Floyd style and he was a little bit bigger. It yeah. would have gave Manny problems, you know, what, even if Manny was hurt or not. But then that, that being said, Manny's my favorite fucking fighter ever. Who was more fun to watch than Manny back yet? He was the best. Dude. Mike Tyson. Uh, but come on, Manny. Manny was like a southpaw Mike Tyson, dude. Like, coming in, like, he, Manny back was absolutely I'll do you one better. I'll do you one dude. better. Um, who was that dude that used to train at Maywood, that southpaw that, like, murdered his wife? Oh, Edwin Valero, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Edwin Valero, there we go. <laughs> what do you got, a joint? Yes. <laughs> Dude, I, I, got a, I got a bowl waiting at home. I got, I got this cool uh, pipe. It's got uh, the Trailer Park Boys on it. That's my <laughs> piece pipe. <laughs> uh, that's great. Okay, I mean, uh, outside of Manny Pacquiao, more exciting, you have to be like, Julio Cesar Chavez area because 
that dude was like, he's one of those guys who could fight a fucking tin can and it would still be exciting. It's like just, it's their style. His fights, like, that's the only guy I've ever seen have Mexican Americans and just Mexican people of Mexican descent divided on their fan base and who they support because of that Oscar De La Hoya fight. Oh my gosh, dude. I, I remember living that, through that shit, dude. Yeah, that was wild. That was a time when uh, De La Hoya was just coming up. He was like, he was being the man and everybody was like, uh, like, I, I know, you know, the Mexican Americans always like to make fun of the, the Paisas because of like, oh, they're just mad. They, they hit him because he knocked out their like Jesus Christ or something like that. <laughs> he knocked out their guy. But it's like, bro, Chavez was the man. You no, no, Chavez was. And Deloitte got him so old. Yeah. You know, Deloitte got him so old. And the other thing is, by that point, Chavez was partying so fucking hard. He wasn't taking anything serious. And they had sparred a lot. Um, there's like, there's, there's great footage on YouTube of both of them sparring. And so I think that he saw him like that fucking kid that he sparred with. Yeah. And he didn't think that De La Hoya was going to fucking bring it. And, hey, this kid fucking brought it, you know? Well, that, that first fight, it was because of just the cut. Yeah, the cut was so bad. The cut was so bad, you know? But, but that's it's part of the whole time. thing, dude. He had so many fucking cuts at that point. You have to start being mindful. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you know, if you know that you have problems with cuts, you can't be sticking your fucking head in there. Like, you know what I mean? You have to start, like, getting new oh, strategies yeah. and adapting to because that's what a fighter would do but he didn't he still fought that same way and yeah. that's why when he met Deloitte he fucking smashed them because he had no respect you know at that point to, to realize like I need to advance you know and in all respect he's like probably one of the top five boxers ever but everybody's got their fucking day and, and he had to meet his you know that's just the way it is dude um but but this guy was a fucking animal and Delahoya was a great left-handed puncher had a fucking excellent hook right like he, he, and he had some highlight fights but also was definitely fed a lot of victories and shit dude. we all know that and and hey, now man, you no be talking business. about golden boy like that <laughs> no no fucking business talking about coming back and fighting triple g like oh my god get the fuck like, out of here he might, he, this guy's trying to talk about uh look i'm Oscar <laughs> delahoy as a fighter Yo, fight of all time i grew up watching him you grew up watching him uh you know he has respect in the boxing community he's kind of pissed on it a little bit as of lately but, a lot you know, of it, bro. A lot of it. Like, okay, what? a lot of it. But Come still, on. like, you remember as, as Oscar De La Hoya, the fighter, the golden boy, you go, hey, man, you know what? What What can you say negative about him, you know, as, as, as a fighter, as a fighter? But now you're looking at, like, old Oscar De La Hoya now. He's talking about, oh, it'll be just like uh, the Mayorga fight. I'm like, uh, it, it will not be like the Mayorga fight. Uh, like, what, what, are you going to make Triple G start smoking cigarettes and – running two miles or some shit like that like uh oh my gosh dude nobody wants to see that fight that would be terrible oh my yeah it, to even joke about that shit was fucking a terrible idea because triple g would just absolutely annihilate yeah. absolutely not but the other thing too is like delaway came out in a period where like really one good one-dimensional fighters hate to say this shit about delaway but he was a left-handed fighter Right, he, he was a man of his fucking jab, the best fucking jab, a great hook, 
and kind of like no big, never really had a lot of people hurt or stunned with his right hand. No. You know, and, and so in, in that way, like he was, he was one dimensional. And when he got like to the point where he was fighting like Manny Pacquiao, they exploited the shit Bernard out of Hopkins. Cause like, uh, dude, if you don't have a right hand, how the fuck are you going to fight a southpaw? You know what I mean? Like you really, really need that right hand. You who, know? who was it that made him switch to side? Because I remember there was a fight that made him oh, switch. Oh, you're right. There was a fight that he switched. Oh, oh, I think it was Pernell Whitaker. Yeah, the Whitaker fight. He, yeah, he switched. Yeah, he switched. Yeah. Which would be interesting. I would imagine he's not terrible from that because he's naturally a left-hander. Yeah. So obviously he's going to have power in, in that cross, you know? But – yeah, it was interesting. He never really did that a lot. But but once again, he was so, like, lead-hand dominant, you know? Not to say that he wasn't great. He was, you know, fantastic at what he did. But, like, a two-handed fighter, once they realized that, they just exploited the shit out of him. Yeah, I, today, I don't... Today's fighters are a lot better, right? Yeah. Like, don't you think in that sense, like... They, they're, they're, mu they're much better. They're more skillful. Is Oscar a smart guy when it comes to fighting? Yes. Does he know what he's talking about? Yes. But I feel like a lot of it's for the cameras right now. Hey, you know, come look at us. I know we just lost our cash cow, but I might yeah. fight Triple G. Yeah, I think they're in a lot of trouble, man. I think they're in trouble, probably. They, they, they really are because they're they're suffering the consequences of this style of promotion that I was talking about earlier, where all you know is the big dog, and that's it. You don't know the rest of the roster. Yeah, and this there's no feeder system. Like, check this out, man. UFC-wise, I watch all of the fights every weekend. I, <laughs> I watch I watch the fights every weekend. So I'm watching people at every fucking level. I understand who's coming up, who's where, like, you know what I mean? That's fucking fun. I enjoy that. Yeah, I, I know boxing, who people are. If boxing had that many fights, I would watch that many fights. But they don't. typically they they don't have fights going on. You know, I mean they and do, but the, they don't. Like right now, the times that we're living in right now, you, you know, like normally throughout the year, we know where to find fights. You go on to ringtv.com, you know where to find them. But right now, they don't have. I mean, they have fights, but. Well, let's let's be real. Actually, the end of this year for boxing is looks pretty great. Yeah, you got Canelo, bro, and, and Triple G are fighting. I mean, they're not fighting each other, but they have fights lined up. But, but check this out, man. There, this is this is not a terrible lineup as a boxing fan. But also, let me remind you, this is what the UFC does every fucking week, and that's why I keep on watching. December fifth, Earl Spence, Danny Garcia. Fuck yeah, I want to watch that shit. December 11th, Anthony Joshua Kubra Pulov. I watch that shit, right? Oh, yeah. December 12th, Shakur Stevenson versus Toka Khan Clary. I want to watch that shit. December 18th, Triple G versus Camille, I don't know that last name, Shazer Meta. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I'm going to watch that shit. December 19th, Canelo versus Smith. I'm going to watch that shit, dude. Bro, that's a good – you know, uh, a little thing behind <laughs> Callum Smith. So I watched Callum Smith. It's going to be interesting because uh, do you know who uh, Nikki Holskin is? Mm, no, I don't. Champion uh, kickboxer. Uh, he's a really good uh, boxer as well. He's a Dutchman. Um, him and Callum went to a decision. So 
and Callum's no punk, but neither is Nikki Holskin. But Nikki Holskin is doesn't have like the decorated. Uh, um, how would I say the just the body of work that Canelo has, and I think Canelo is going to handle him quicker than he did his brother Liam. I just see it happening like that. I, I it, it's tough when like uh, watching Canelo fights now. They've started becoming like watching executions, you know. Mike Tyson, Roy, uh, not Roy Nelson, but uh, Roy Jones Jr. style fights almost now, where it's like, yeah. well, who's the sucker of the weekend now? <laughs> like, who, who do you have him fight? Yeah, I, I feel like y- you are right. And with, with due, due justice, Canelo is so fucking good. He gets better every time he comes to the ring. Physically and and talent wise, yeah, he's gotten it's he's gotten true. stronger, and he doesn't look stronger like like you know he's out there like lifting weights like a fucking bodybuilder. Uh, he, he, he looks, looks like, like he built his body. Lifting. He's he's putting weight on for sure, yeah. but he looks he looks structured. He looks like a fucking tank. He's fa- he, he's very uh, um, and quick yeah. still with the size, so he's he punching. hasn't. He hasn't diminished his speed at the point that he's like physically strong. So he's gotten physically big. His technique has gotten even fucking better. It's like a, it's better a every fight. He, he's fucking awesome, dude. He, he's a great fighter, but maybe he could fight tougher people. <laughs> I also think that there's a couple of people that I think that he should fight. Um, like, you know, let's see, like Andrade. Um, Charlo. Um, I don't think Charlo's there. I think, I, 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 think I, I, watched, he, I think he thinks he's there. And I think a lot of other people, which means let's I, see what happens. I mean, because Canelo is that good. I, I believe that Canelo would beat him. But, but I think he should fight him because he's the number one fighter in the world right now. And the, and the number one there. fighter, should, the number one fighter should fucking fight everybody who comes up kind of like uh, Israel Adesanya does. Like, I got to say this about Adesanya. When the, the baddest dude steps up, he's like, I want to fight Romero. <laughs> like, who yeah. the fuck wants to fight Romero? Get the fuck yeah, out of here. He's the most frightening human ever, you know? And dude, they ask him for two like, fights in one night to avoid Romero. They'll go, hey, bro, I'll, I'll do, like, two fights one night on that same card. Absolutely you know, the most mate, unreal human now. ever. The most unreal human. And yeah. then after that, he goes after fucking, what's his name? Paul Acosta, who's also looked frightening as fuck because he beat Romero in that fight. You know, like when I saw Acosta beat Romero, I was like, holy shit. This guy is like the real deal. And Israel Adesanya, went, Israel Adesanya took him out like nothing. Yeah. He schooled his ass. Which makes you think, like, dude, Izzy is good, bro. He's so good. As a striker, like, he will be. Well, Israel is a, uh, my coach has said, Israel is a, uh, the guy's a master of distance. Oh. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I just feel like, uh, I mean, that's really all that's left for Canelo because, you know, dude, I, I think he takes he could take out both Charlas in the same night. Um, like what 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 do you think would be competitive for this guy? I mean, is light heavyweight him and Usyk? Is that something we could see? Uh, I don't know. Usyk is big. 
I don't think he'd be but too not, big. I, I don't think he'd be into I don't know. But not too big to be a top-ranked heavyweight. I mean, we've seen that. You know who would be interesting, maybe, would be that Russian dude. I think it's Bitter Biev. Are you familiar with that dude? Who does he uh, fight for? Let me look at this dude. I saw this guy's like, that's fucking crazy fucking knockout. Dude, fucking impressive. He's just like such a heavy puncher and technically pretty good. Like almost kind of somewhat similar to like just very like technically very good and then just punches like a fucking nuts. Is he like a triple G type of fighter? Yeah, and, and he had a lot of like amateur wins over big people. Like I, I believe he beat like Kovalev in the amateurs and uh This guy. Be dude, he's like, looks like fucking badass fucking dude. Let me see what camp he's with, too. Oh, so he, this dude lost to Usyk at the 2012 Olympics. Better be it. Hmm. That, you know what? That's a fight you got to make then. That'd be a good one, right? Oh, yeah. Well, shit. Who, who's managing uh, Canelo right now? I guess he's a freelancer, which is good for him, right? Yeah, dude. Uh, that's like uh, uh, how Wilder was working. Oh, this this Art Arturo Bitterbeev guy is Chechen, dude. I swear to God, he looks like a fucking boxing Habib. Like, he looks like no bullshit, dude. Like, he comes to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what that's who you gotta... Ain't no paper? Um, yeah, <laughs> <Damn>, bro. <laughs> hey, that's not a flirt. <laughs> Can't do anything here. Let's look at these boxing Look at some fucking cool fights. Let's imagine some cool shit for 2021. 20, <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm that that's a great fight to make. Oh shit! Okay, ready for this? The rings top ten. Number one. Who do you think? Oh, let's start from the top. Number ten. Number ten. What are we? There was a pause. <laughs> okay, top the rings top ten pound for pound list. Number ten. You ready for this shit? See a female Lopez. No, no, no. What? <laughs> Have some respect. Have some respect for the come up. Come on, man. Hey, I got respect for God. I just know the ring doesn't have respect for the come up, but you never know. Okay. Okay, here we go. Number 10, Triple G. Fair. Okay. Number nine from the UK, Josh Taylor. Josh Fair. Taylor is dope, dude. Yeah. I don't I don't know if pound for pound he's better than Triple G, but he's fucking dope. And he's been active. Southpaw, uh, Orthodox, switches it up, fucking, like, he's a fun fighter. I'd like to see him. He's been active. He is yeah. a 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, number eight, Juan Francisco Estrada. I haven't heard of him. Maybe a lighter weight guy? Super flyweight. Yeah, so he weighs 55 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's see. This guy's. Uh... Uh, okay, so he beat that one dude from Thailand who beat Chocolatito. Oh, he knocked out the Thai guy, right? Yes. I don't know. You named this decision. Let's see. Uh, he beat uh, Carlos Cuarva. Okay. Remember him? Yeah. Um, lost to Chocolatito in 2012. So we don't really know this guy. We're going to have to do our research. Let's Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no disrespect, but we're gonna have to go back. We're gonna have to relook that shit. So. Yeah, let's move on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, <laughs> Vasily Lomachenko, <laughs> the Matrix, the former best fighter that ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> For like how many fights? Twelve fights. <laughs> Fourteen and two, ten KOs. Still a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Right. Still two Olympic golds. Oh, like an amazing fighter. Um, maybe Father Time getting coming coming and sneaking up and getting the best on him. He's had some surgeries. He's had some damage now. He's he doesn't older, do so well moving guy. up. Yeah, he, he doesn't do well moving up again. And Teofimo is is good at being big at his weight. He's and an elite he, guy. He put that size on him and like oh, he's a guy. Great man. He's a guy. That's off to him. I wanted. I wanted there to be a moment in there for Teofimo that he won, like physically, like a, like a, like, you know, a moment that would, but really it was like just really good body shots and controlling the ring. It wasn't always like pretty. And Loma had his moments too. I let's, the ring generalship was there. Let's, let's not forget that Loma had some moments in that fight and, and Teofimo had to like gut it out. And in the 12th, oh, bro, he get, he like, he laid it on the line, and he and he, had to, yeah. he got in there and he won it, you know, like but Lopez had to clean it out. Yeah, dude, that mad respect. That was cool to see, you know. He but still, like, hats out to Lomachenko. I think that a rematch would be interesting. Let me just say that I'd be interested like Loma, to see it. I, I feel like I don't know what different Loma could do except try to start earlier. And but that would be fun to watch, wouldn't it? As a boxing it fan, it would be, be fun to watch. Traditionally, the younger guy usually wins the rematch, and Teofimo Lopez, unlike Loma, is not you. You know his boxing pedigree. His pedigree as a professional is deeper, and his best years aren't even here yet. Where I think yeah. Loma's best years were honestly. No, Teofimo's got the crown. He makes the decisions. I'm not saying that, but no, but what, what, what I'm saying is, chance. Well, I, I, he has a chance, but what I'm saying is, I feel like Loma used up his best years in the amateurs. Yeah. Well, and there's too many miles driven on that car. Yeah, he's coming to the end of his road. There's no question. And I think he, when you got a guy who still hasn't reached that prime. Versus a guy who's like, yeah, we're kind of out of it. We're yeah. finishing this up. I, I like uh, I like Lopez in a. In, honestly, I think Lopez can stop uh, Loma in, in a rematch. 
man, I'd like to see that. Because also think, let's let's think about this too. Lomachenko coming okay. into as a professional had never lost to anybody and not defeated them, right? So if he lost to them, at least he got them back. That was like his whole thing. He, he had never lost. When he, when he lost to Salido, and Salido wouldn't take that fight, it was kind of like a fuck you, because it was like, I'm going to be the first person that that beats you and you don't get a chance to beat. But anybody who watched that fight knows if they would have fought again, Lomachenko probably would have fucked him up, right? Yeah, easily. <laughs> but we didn't take that fight, so it was kind of like a fuck you, which is kind of hood and, and hilarious. And but he but he probably missed out on a lot of money, right? I I, I think Teofimo Lopez is gonna do the fuck you route. Well, that's what I'm saying is like Lopez could be the first guy that says I beat you once and I proved it the second time. You know what I mean? Like I'm that much better than you. I think it's gonna be pretty fucking cool too. I I think he, if there is a rematch, I see it happening mid next year. It's gotta develop. Loma's got to come out and, and show some shit. He, he has to win a fight. He has to win a fight. Of, he's got the burden of proof on him. Like, he's got to, like, come out and he's got to win something and, and look good. I think you know? pressure's on him, if anything. Yeah, totally. Teofimo's like, no, nah, he's the fucking dude right now. He, Who wants to guy. fuck with that dude out that way? Number six, Teofimo Lopez. Oh, my God. That low? <laughs> But I mean, above Loma, above Triple G, Josh Taylor, and our boy Estrada that we're gonna. I feel like he should be a number four guy, but you know that's. Well, let's see. Let's get the, let's get up there. And we'll, we'll, we already talked a lot about Teofimo. Number five, Earl Spence Jr. Respect. <laughs> he's fighting uh, in a couple or no, in a week. No, he's fighting. Week. He's fighting this weekend. He's fighting Danny Garcia, who. People always underestimate Danny Garcia is fucking dope, dude. He's a great fighter. People continuously underestimate Danny Garcia. He's excellent. You know? They don't hate on him. They hate on his dad. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. But, and maybe it's because his dad wants to have that like little flair or that's just who he is. And like, I, I think what he does is smart. What he does is smart because he takes the mental game, says, son, you handle the fight. I'll yeah. handle the mental aspect. Yeah. And all he does is come out and fights really fucking good always. Yeah. Like, dude, he's got such a good hook. His left hook is like literally, it's a thing of beauty. Hit that knockout of Amir Khan was so vicious. Like, it was so terrible, dude. At a lower weight. Uh, dude, Danny Garcia is a spectacular fighter. Could totally pull an upset off, actually. Because I think the thing with Earl Spence is like, Earl Spence looked great against Mikey Garcia. Right, he he looked amazing. It was very yeah. impressive. It was like, damn, Earl Spence is like he's as good as he says he is. But also, Mikey Garcia was coming up two weight classes. Yeah, My, Mikey and, Garcia was the smaller guy. Yeah, and, and also Mikey is kind of not good at closing that range either. So yeah. Earl Spence is just naturally a terrible opponent. Out of that is, bah, bah, yeah, bah, terrible bah, opponent bah. for him. So like, I really didn't think Mikey had a good chance. You know, all, all respect. Mikey's an, once again, he's a great fighter, but he was coming up really high to a point where, yeah. it, like, he was going to suffer. Where, where it so, counts. Like, it was a good win for Earl Spence, but it wasn't the type of win that would make me think that, like, you're completely fucking unbeatable. You know yeah. what I mean? And then that car accident 
took yeah, place. I was going to get to that. It was fucking savage, dude. That was terrible to see. Like, so glad that he like lived through it and like that he's better. But I can also tell like his face has like a little bit of like, you know, scarring. his eye. Yeah, a little not like scarring. It's like his eye kind of has like a little. Like my, my dad had an injury to his eye, and it, it is I retina kind of moves. And I see that Earl Spence has like that little kind of like something with his eye that's taking place, which I imagine was too traumatic from that terrible accident. It's sad to see that, but like we haven't seen him in that manner, like training. And also physically, he didn't look as strong, which I would imagine would be from recovering from a fucking car accident. Yeah, and that you happened know, like, over a year ago. Dude, but but recovery time though, I mean, you gotta think that was a terrible accident, dude. Oh yeah. Like he couldn't move for months. Like think of all the like uh, uh not just like physical trauma, but like uh Mental. muscle, like muscle, like losing how much muscle mass you have to be. You'd have to learn to fucking stand up again. And and he doesn't look as strong as he did before the Mikey Garcia fight, if I'm just saying like with my like reading it with my eyes. But he still looks sharp. You know, he looks like he could still come out and fuck somebody up, you know? So it's like, I'm interested to see this fight. I'm, I'm rooting for be because good. of that, that comeback from the accident. Oh, hell yeah, dude. It's like, it's like uh, a Vinny Paz shit. Yeah, dude. I was going to say that. Yeah, like, hell yeah, dude. He's That dude's fucking legit. I can't wait to see him. But like I'm saying, it's like you could tell, obviously, that he really went through some real shit, you yeah. know? You know, and, and it really took a toll on him. And no doubt that he's going to get back to that same physical shape that he was. Because he's a, he's a fucking world champion, for sure. Of course. So we'll, we'll see, dude. I'm excited to see this fight. Once again, Danny Garcia is no goddamn slouch. He's going to come to fucking fight, you know? Yeah. It'll be fun to watch. All right, number four. From Ukraine. Usyk. <laughs> <laughs> number four. I did. Yeah, Usyk's pretty scary. What do you think? I like it. Top above, light heavyweight in the world. Wait, Usyk above Teofimo Lopez. Um, excuse me, not uh, light heavyweight. Uh, um, the the top uh, cruiserweight in the world. Um, you know, I'll give him that respect. I think he does deserve that spot. Yeah, he's got enough fights. Uh, he's a popular guy. He just moved up in weight class to test himself. Got it done, but didn't, you know, he's not cream of the crop. He's not, he just doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to be able to go and compete with a Tyson Fury, a, 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 the Deontay Wilders, the, uh, I mean, maybe the Deontay Wilders, but, you know, the, uh, just from a pure skill set standpoint, uh, you know, the, the Joshua's, the Anthony Joshua's, even the, uh, um, Andy Ruiz is of, of the world. You think Usyk could beat them? I think Usyk could beat. He has a shot with Deontay from a skill set perspective. You don't think Usyk could beat Joshua? No. <laughs> Why not? I just think Joshua is a very skillful fighter, and he uses that athleticism as a backup. Like that's his. That's his parachute. That's the break glass. <laughs> yeah. Like when it, when it, like, and where Deontay Wilder, his only thing is athleticism. Oh, fuck. Athleticism, breaking case, fire, or something, you know, emergency, where 
Joshua, he's got the skills and everything. He's a great boxer. And when he's really pushed, breaks glass, pulls out, you know, pull, pulls out uh, the parachute for the athleticism to come out and really takes over. I, I don't see him beating a, a Joshua because of that. I think Joshua, and it took me a couple fights seeing Joshua to be like, hey, you know what? This guy really is. I'm going to take your word on that. I think Usyk is pretty fucking t- talented. That dude knows the goddamn ring. <laughs> but that, that size, too, that size advantage that Joshua has. Yeah. I, I just feel like these guys are uh, – like right now we're in a weird time. I, I think the Usyk is the future of the heavyweight division because I think moving forward, especially uh, I think within the next 10 years, the heavyweight division is going to go back to being smaller, quicker guys that are really skillful like an Usyk, kind of like how it was in the 80s and the 90s, where now everyone's just like a big athletic guy. But I think a lot of people are transitioning into uh, MMA or just sticking to uh, traditional sports. But I think the future of the heavyweight division is going to go back to those body types we had in the 80s and the 90s. Small, a little bit smaller, quicker guys walk around. You know, they're like 215, 220. Yeah, that pre-Klitschko era. Yeah, it was I, fun to watch. I, I think <laughs> the uh, ones that were fun to watch. When you never Man, knew, it, it became was hard to watch the heavyweight champs for a long time. I gotta be yeah. honest, it was so it was I, boring I, as shit. I but think, these guys are great. I want to see all these guys fight. Every single one of them. Yeah, I want to fight. Fuck. I want to see Ruiz fight fucking Fury. I want to see Fury fight fucking Ruiz. I want to see fucking. <laughs> you know, I want to see everybody go at it because it would be interesting. Yeah. You know, they all look like Joshua versus Fury sounds fucking. I think Fury, 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 Fury beat beats the brakes off of that dude. Out of Get out Joshua. of Joshua. <laughs> Fury's just. Fury. <laughs> he'll uppercut himself first and then. Fury is quickly becoming, uh, uh, I think, just like a pugilistic like icon. He is so good in the ring, dude. That that Deontay Wilder fight was so fucking brilliant. Like <laughs> he used like old school tricks and like pressed <laughs> forward, made him fight off of his oh, back dude. foot. It was great to watch, man. And I feel bad with Wilder with like all these like accusations and shit. And I gotta say when when at first when I saw those, did you watch any of those videos of like the glove thing with you? Oh dude, it was it was preposterous. It was preposterous. Tell me this. That glove looked weird. Come on. It does, but you got to remember what glove that is. That's that MX glove that bends like no other. It hurts. The horsehair horsehair one. It's going to be that. That glove should be fucking illegal, I swear to God. That glove is fucking frightening. It's not not the same quality that a Reyes glove is. Oh, I like that. I like that Everlast glove. It feels good. I I do. I do. It's like... But you I do could too. Feel, you could feel knuckles in it. Yeah, but here's the thing: it's not the same quality as that Reyes glove. No, no, the Reyes glove is a better leather. But like I'm telling you, if I wanted to do the most damage, I'd try to wear that Everlast MX glove because yeah, it feels I, like I think nothing. you know when you get a guy who's so big and strong. Let's put it this way: if Everlast MX was a condom, it would be like the ultra thinnest. <laughs> it, it would be those. Uh, what, what's that? You know, like those condoms they give you in high school. <laughs> It would be like some you really don't want to trust that shit. Like yeah. then, like what's that brand of condom that always, always breaks? Do. It's like pure something or <laughs> extends. I don't know. 
It's terrible that none of us have any examples. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the Trojan kind. Like, the, the Reyes is the Trojan condom. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it does. Those Everlast MX feel like fucking, they feel like those rubber gloves that you, like, wash the dishes with or some shit. Yeah. You know, like, it feels like literally nothing in that. Yeah. It feels great to punch with. Oh, yeah. Like, but on the other side, like, dude, that glove, I, I, I know why Mayweather wouldn't fight Maidana with that glove, because that sounds fucking nuts. You saw how easy it was to manipulate it. Now imagine big-ass Tyson Fury with his hands and everything. How easy is it for him to just feel like this? You know, just to... Yeah, and he does do a lot of open-hand shit, which I think is cool. Like, he's like, he uses his hands like Canelo. Like, he really catches and, like... What what I'm getting at is how much easier is it for... A it guy with Tyson Fury yeah. to articulate the glove in that manner. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But but I'll say you it, have looks, that, and it looks fucking odd. It looked odd as hell. It did, but it, in a guy like Fury, it's going to look odd because of what glove that is. My next favorite excuse was he had egg weights in the glove. Like, oh, dude, like, get the fuck out of here. That shit was nuts. Like, how tired – or can you imagine if you had egg weights in your gloves, how tired you would be in after – yeah, you'd be fucking exhausted, but but I just told you that I got like a, a license to like hand wrap, and so I get to do the hand wrap. I get to fucking finish it, and it like I, it's so much fucking fun. And then I put the glove on, but just getting the glove on with the the wrap, it's tough. Is, it's so fucking hard, dude. Even if like the tightest wrap, the cleanest wrap. And it's a still pretty difficult because the glove is so small. Well, I mean, you're, you've so, fought before, so you know this. Too. No way, dude. You cannot move your hand. Yeah. Like, most of the time, you're right. When you're wrapped up in your hands and then they're tied, dude, sometimes it's so tight your hand falls asleep. There's no way you can fucking move your hand. You can't even feel your hand sometimes. I think Tyson Fury <laughs> can in the MX glove, but... Oh, dude, I mean, I don't think like, they're getting a, I don't think they're getting an egg weight in there. Like, no, let me go down the list of excuses that Deontay crazy. Wilder has. It's crazy. Deontay Wilder said so first, uh, you know what? It was the, the costume way too much. My legs were worn out. Then it started with the, uh, um, what, what was he saying? The glove, they took the padding out the gloves. Then it was he uh, put egg weights in the gloves. Then it's Mark Breland yeah, poisoning yeah. his water. It's like. Dude, and it's, it's sad exactly. because like. I think actually what Wilder has done is so fucking impressive. Like as a yes man around him. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. But you get what I'm saying? It's like this cat like had no experience, went to the Olympics. Won a bronze? Won a bronze medal, went to the pros. I think has a higher knockout percentage than Mike Tyson has. He does. It's like, dude, this guy is so fucking impressive and he's done it all with basically one punch which happens to be the best fucking right hand I've ever seen in my life. Like, that right hand is so goddamn frightening, dude. Like, come on. That shit is so quick. It's his only punch, and he manages to knock everybody out. Like, Deontay Wilder is the fucking man, and he deserves a shitload more respect. You know, just as an athlete, he's really fucking, to this day, you know, like, he's really fucking good, dude. Um, But he lost that fight. And what he should do is regroup, get his shit together, and come back and try to fuck Tyson Fury because he has that capability. Because in the first fight, dude, he hit with Fury 
with some real fucking good shit, yeah. some real heat. And also, I thought if if Deontay Wilder had a better left hook in that fight, I think he would have knocked him out. You know, because he was as soon as he started using his left, was he, he fucking put Tyson Fury down? Yeah, every every time um, Deontay Wilder throws a combination, it looks good. But you know who was talking about that, developing that left hand? Who? Y'all must have forgot. Roy Jones Jr. Oh, Roy Jones. He, talk, he talked about it with Joe Rogan uh, pretty recently about how he would focus on uh, developing that left hand. And uh, it's like, you know. Oh, dude, it's so obvious. It's I mean, so like, obvious. If he got a left hand, he'd be a different fighter. It, it's, he'd be it's so, like, he would be. And he also has a higher knockout percentage than Mike Tyson. It's the opposite of uh, Del Hoya, where Del Hoya didn't have a right hand. This guy just doesn't have a left hand. You give him a left hand, that's a whole new fight. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's like he should focus. Like no one gives a shit. the 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 first fight was outstanding. The second fight he lost, but that happens. And he's the best rival for Tyson Fury. So if he could like get stronger with his left, knock some people out, and be like, I'm ready to fucking do this again. I'd like to watch it again. Because the world... So he doesn't have to come up with bullshit excuses. I already want to watch you fight again. Yeah. You know? I, I think what he doesn't understand is the world wants to see this rematch. Everybody wants yeah, to I want to see this rematch. You want to see this rematch. I want to see Wilder come see, back. You want to see him evolve, though. You want yeah. to see him develop that other hand that is attached to his, his left arm. Yeah. Learn how to utilize that, and then we got a whole new fight on our hands. No, dude, I want to watch that shit, man. That sounds fun as hell. Like I'm saying, the heavyweights have some fun fights. Like, I want to watch those guys fight. I hope they get that shit together. I, I hope so, too. Okay, top three. This one's going to be like, I feel like the top three here, man, I, I feel like I probably wouldn't guess it. Like, in two, if I gave myself guesses, I probably, it's not that intuitive, I suppose. But I might not disagree with it. Uh, let's see. Let's see what you think. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give you three fighters, and then you tell me where they go. One, two, three. How about that? All right. All right. That's fair. Okay. In a way, anyway. You know, in a way, anyway, yeah. right? Fucking Japanese fighter, knockout artist, had that amazing fight with Nonito Donaire. Fought last weekend, boom, second round KO. Uh, beat yeah. that also, that Aussie cat, uh, Monroe. Like, oh, dude, like, very good, right? Mm-hmm. Terrence Crawford. Yeah, who, who just fought Kel Brook, who I'll say Kel Brook I knew wasn't on his level, but also knocked out Kel Brook with just <laughs> the sickest. The, the like a such good timing like lead hook like it it's probably the knockout of the year. Yeah. Like, did you see that shit, dude? I mean, Aaron Spafford just fucking lit Kelbrook up. Yeah. Kelbrook didn't know where he was probably until they got up to the locker room. Like he was fucked, dude. <laughs> and we were already talking about him, Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> okay, One, I'm gonna two, say <laughs> in a way at number three. Canelo at number two and Bud at one. Oh. Okay, say that one more time. In a way at three, Canelo at two and Bud at one. Oh man, you had that. No, 
That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't have guessed this either. I don't know if it's intuitive, but I might agree Canelo's with Canelo's number one? At number one, Canelo Alvarez. Okay. I might not disagree with that. At number two, in a way, anyway. And number three, Bud Crawford. I feel like Bud Crawford's <laughs> number two fighter in the world. You think he's number two? Bud Crawford's the number one fighter in the world, dude. He just like, did you see that knockout? That, like I, I said, did, but have you seen here. Canelo Alvarez? <laughs> oh man, Bud Crawford needs more respect, dude. <laughs> he gets he's all the so respect good. in the world, but you know he's what? So good. People keep docking my boy Canelo. I mean, shit. They're they're even ducking him when they try to send the paychecks. <laughs> Let's think about this then. Pound for pound means pound for pound, like you fight fucking anywhere, right? So let's look at... Canelo Alvarez has fought everywhere from middleweight to light heavyweight successfully. For sure. But around him in those weight classes, could Canelo clean up? Could he go down and win? Could he go up and win? Could he do the whole pound for pound thing? He's too big to go down. Too big to go down. That's what I'm saying. He's a little too big to go down. But I feel like Crawford could still go down and up a little bit, don't yeah, you think? Crawford could go down and beat up some 70-pound kid. Okay, Bud Crawford versus Earl Spence. I'd pick Bud. Oh, yeah, me too. Come on. Crawford versus uh, – okay, Crawford versus Canelo. I'd pick Canelo. <laughs> Just go wise, just pure size, or because or he's just a um, if you, even if you had to make them the same size, um, you got to remember Canelo knows how to stock a fighter and make like his Crawford's going to be the more skillful guy. Yeah, how do you beat the more skillful guy? Chavez used to do this all the time, he'd walk you down and keep pre- keep that pressure on. And Canelo's just a skillful enough guy, more than skillful enough, to where he can still say stay technical, be on that outside, deliver into the body, just precision. Like the guy's like a, he's a surgeon. He doesn't get enough credit for this, but he's a he, he's a damn surgeon when it comes to this fight game. No, he really is. But so is Terence Crawford. No, Terence Crawford. Crawford is the type of fighter that Canelo doesn't want to fight. But Canelo can march him down. I think Canelo beats almost anybody not named Floyd Mayweather Jr. (laughs) Man, Bud Crawford's no joke, dude. I know he's not. I know he's not. I love Bud Crawford. I follow Bud Crawford. Ooh, Canelo's had issues with Southpaws, too. Quote, unquote. Oh, I'm tired of hearing that Quote, unquote. I'm tired of hearing that one. Hey, Floyd Mayweather, quote-unquote, also had problems with Southpaws. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> they try to pull up the Zab Judah fight. It's like, uh, do, do you not remember how that fight went? Oh, man. But Judah was good. Judah gave him a really oh, – Judah gave great. him a tough time in the first four fight, five. But after, what, the third – second or third round? Yeah. Floyd just was like, eh. And yeah. after the brawl, after the brawl, Floyd just went back and – but even before the brawl, he was like, Judah was losing it mentally because he that's understood he that, that Floyd, Floyd was owning him at that point. Yeah, that's why he went to the low He was like trying to look for like, Floyd, yeah. Floyd, Floyd switched it up in the, the first round, made a couple adjustments real quick on the fly. Yeah. That took his cheap shots for a reason. Dude, how fucking funny, man. Dude, Roger Mayweather going. 
Yo, Black Mamba jumping in there. R.I.P. Black Mamba, dude. That dude was like, oh, yeah, Black Mamba <laughs> coming out like yeah, he said. You remember in the uh, the countdown for HBO uh, leading up to the Della Hoya fight? It's like that's my nephew out there. Now, what if someone come suck your mama? You're gonna go hurt them too. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> it's like sometimes it's like people get so fucking smart they just like forget the most logical shit you know yeah. <laughs> and this guy Roger Mayweather like just talks no bullshit oh, like he just says it how it is like yeah. that's my nephew I'm gonna go fuck that guy yeah. <laughs> it's like doesn't even care that like that's against the rules like I don't yeah. give a shit that's what you're supposed to do like fuck yeah Roger Mayweather was the fucking man. If, if, if you had to get in a fight and uh, say Roger Mayweather's still with us and you're out hanging out with Roger Mayweather, I'm feeling comfortable if somebody tries to fuck with me because... Yeah, that guy was an outstanding fighter. If, if I, Not just that, but if I'm boys with Roger and someone tries to mess with me, Roger's a real one. Yeah. But so was his, his dad was good too. Yeah, not, he, not as good as Roger. No, but you see the Black Mamba come out. Oh, yeah, fucking. Mexican assassin. No, dude, he was fucking great. Roger Mayweather was great, man. He could beat everybody not named Julio Cesar Chavez. And a a great trainer also, too, to get Mayweather on track, right? Greatest of all time. Yeah, dude. So you've been... uh, that's a, that's a good top 10, though. I, I think that's a fair top 10. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear about Clarissa Shields? Let's cl- she just signed with PFL oh. yesterday. Yo, that's wild. What do you think about that? Um, it could turn out really good for her. Um, the, the women's division is not – I mean, outside of the UFC, it's not littered with the biggest amount of talent. Yeah. I think she has a real, and this works in her favor, not because I'm saying like, oh, she can't develop the skills to be a full-blown professional mixed martial artist, but the people that she's going to fight, they're going to play into her skill set. It's also going to give her time to develop the grappling skill set. You know? That's a tough one to develop, though, let's be real. It is is a tough one, but you're not going to have her fighting Kayla Harrison. That, you know, she's going to fight other girls that are going to win, like uh, Heather uh, Hardy. She's you know, very she can, strong. She's, she's physically she, uh, very impressive, right? Heather, Heather Hardy has great boxing, and she's got a good grappling game on her, too. Good, she can kickbox. She's a full-blown mixed martial artist. She's not cream of the crop yet, but she's a good example of a professional boxer transitions yeah. into being a solid MMA fighter. And I think you could see the same thing from Clarissa Shields. If they don't rush it too much to the top, trying to be like, hey, fight this time, girl, fight this time. Because, I mean, if you put her against uh, a Valentina Shevchenko type, someone who can kickbox her ass off and, you know, has submissions, that's a long night for Clarissa Shields because of that limited skill set. But, well, that might be a short night for Clarissa Shields. <laughs> Yo, Valentina is so good, bro. She yeah. just like continues even Joanna, even Joanna, Joanna such a technical mm-hmm. kickboxer, and she can she can roll too. But uh, I, I I think those, oh, dude, how how like blessed are we to see those fucking fights? And that like for a while, I remember like when women's MMA or when's when the UFC had like women's fights for a while, they weren't spectacular. 
Oh, they were not good at all. They were they were not spectacular. But in a very short time, the fights became like fights you couldn't miss. Yeah, you know, it's you know? crazy. And, and I love seeing like the fights now. I feel yeah. like an idiot to say I didn't like those fights, but technically they were just so sloppy. You know. Well, you know what's what's astonishing to me is for a while the up and coming leagues had the better quality women fights. Yeah, because they were signing better fighters earlier. Yeah, you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Is uh, they they had the talent the talent pool wasn't littered in the UFC the way it was in these lower echelon promotions, where these promotions got these younger girls who were finding much more talented, much more skillful. They had a better uh, 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 how would I say crop of female fighters to choose from where the UFC now they have some really good girls in there and you're seeing it uh, the LFA they have some really good girls in there uh, Bellator kind of has the UFC leftovers but uh, yeah. still good fights but, but man can you like a fight between like Waylay and Valentino would be fucking fantastic Wailing Jing or dude, I, I think the Chinese girl wins. Yo, she's in she's so good. She's so good. But Joanna just hung in there, huh? And, yeah, and she kept on doing her part. Like, damn. Joanna did what she could. Yeah, she really did. And she did damage. I mean, she she mounted like a pretty good counterattack for a little bit, you know, but she just couldn't handle the heat that Waylay was throwing. Cause who the fuck can, dude? She's like She's legit fucking killer, huh? A male fighter in the same division? Bro. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> like, she's so good. I, I, I like uh, Rose a lot, but I don't know if Rose is physically strong enough to hang with Wele because Wele is, like, such a physical force. But Rose is very accurate, though. You can't sleep on Rose. Like, her striking. I, I think the physical attributes... Yeah, I, I for some reason I feel like Waylay's smart enough to make that define the fight, you know? Yeah. Cause she's tactically very good too. And the, the question is, can she beat Valentina? And then is there anybody in the world who can beat Amanda Nunes? Which is probably no. <laughs> Unless you're Thirsty Shields right now thinking, give me four or five fights and let's see what the fuck happens. <laughs> I hope those four or five fights are uh spread out. Don't you think, like, hey, Clarissa Shields and Amanda Nunes, could we yeah, have a possibility? You got to remember, too, Clarissa Shields, who knows what she's been learning from Cyborg. Why they're training together? Yeah. They, uh, uh, Clarissa, uh, Clarissa Shields was brought in for. Uh, oh, that's Cyborg. right. They were boxing. I, I remember that. Okay. So who knows what she's been learning in the gym? Yeah. I, I, I think she could have a really good career. Yeah, let's see what the fuck happens. That is going to be some real Ben Askren kind of stuff. Hey, man, you know what? We got Jorge Masvidal out of there, and, you know, uh, the President of the United States knows who Jorge Masvidal is. So <laughs> all things look up. I mean, Joe Biden can't remember what shoe goes on what foot, but at least, you know, when you get Kamala in, like, the next year – She'll know who Clarissa Shields is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, bro. 
I'm going to call it pretty soon here. It's 11 o'clock on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. And we've gotten through a lot of topics. Um, yeah, let's just call it. Bro, that was fun, man. I enjoyed that. I'll, I'll upload this and uh, hopefully it comes out right. It's great talking to you. Um, I'm looking forward to getting this uh, this episode released and everything. Oh, yeah, man. Let me know so I can listen to it. Dude, you're so high. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am. <laughs> I, I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> All right, brother. Peace. All right, brother. Take. 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 Take.